Hello and welcome back to another uh, bonus episode of Movie Chat with the Movie Guys. That's right, it is your co-host, Dr. Daniel Dottie, and with me as always, the inestimable uh, Ronnie Gardaki, Reverend Ronnie Gardaki, and uh, we're not reading a Star Wars novel right now. That's right, we are still on season break, so we are, we're putting, you know, we put out a couple bonus episodes, uh, we've already put out one about uh, fanboys, which <laughs> ended up being... Uh, 15 minutes longer than the runtime of the movie just because of how much we had to say about that piece of trash. Um, I don't know how long we go on this one, but it's definitely not going to be about how this movie is a piece of trash. No, we were delighted. Uh, But before we say any more about the movie we're going to talk about tonight, uh, I guess I should, for one, uh, ask Ronnie how he's doing. Ronnie, how are you doing? Well, I found out I'm a reverend, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I just remembered we were trying to come up with a credential for you. I, I think reverend works well. It kind of alliterates with your name like doctor does with mine. I don't know. I think it's a good way to go. I'll marry people. I don't give a <laughs> shit. He'll <laughs> marry anybody comes in front of him. Um, yeah, so tonight is going to be a very special episode because it had its origin in a... So, so Ronnie and I, you know, we're we're friends in real life, not just on the show. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll be talking on the phone a lot of the time, you know, late at night. And there was one time we were, we were doing so, and we got curious about Anthony Daniels's career. I, I kind of wondered, like, what had Anthony Daniels done? I wondered if he was one of those like respected Shakespearean actors who got pigeonholed, like Alec Guinness did, or you know, what's going on with that? So. Live on 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 the phone, Ronnie and I looked up Anthony Daniels's filmography on Wikipedia, and were shocked, shocked at what we found. The man has a lot of credits, and they're basically all C three PO. Anthony Daniels has made a forty five year, almost fifty year at this point, career. Playing C-3PO. That's basically his only credit. He has the live-action movies, cartoons, video games, uh, audio adaptations, you name it. His entire output, almost, is just C-3PO. Um, except for two, count them, two film credits that are not Star Wars related. One. The voice of Legolas in Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. That's you know already kind of you know it's that's that's not bad. That's a, that's an interesting movie if nothing else. You know it's it's maybe not as successful an adaptation as uh, Peter Jackson's, but it's uh, it definitely has a unique flavor and is a and is a cool thing to watch. So like hey you know good on you. The only other <laughs> the only other film credit Anthony Daniels has to his name is the 1990 horror comedy, British horror comedy, I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. And buddy, you better believe Ronnie and I were hooting and hollering <laughs> when we read that. <laughs> Illicit substances may have been involved at the time. Who can say? Uh, you know, no one, you know, you're not a cop. I'm not a cop. You know, the listener is not a cop, unless we have some cop listeners, in, in which case... Uh, I apologize for anything I've said about cops. Uh, but, yeah, so we were kind of astonished. Now, I, I, I did go back and look at more detailed 
kind of listing of credits. And he has had more of a career in, in television, in British television. Um, you actually might remember him as a coroner in the acclaimed Helen Mirren series Prime Suspect. Um, I did not recognize him, of course, in that role when I watched Prime Suspect because he was not in a golden robot costume. Um, but he has done some other work in, in, in TV. But I was just amazed, gobsmacked, that basically the only film work this man has done is Star Wars, except for I bought a vampire motorcycle. So we knew we had to watch it. Um, we had to get, it's not streaming anywhere. Uh, so we had to resort to Ronnie, you, you bought the DVD, right? Yes. I bought the DVD because I knew that I could rip it and put it, uh, Again, cops aren't listening to this. <laughs> I, I put it on Google Drive so Daniel could yes, watch it. Yes, um, and 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 more is the shame because like as we watched it together, this was again we watched it together like on the phone so that we could kind of respond to it with each other. And this movie fucking rules. It is awesome. Uh, it is like, and on IMDb it's got like a five out of ten, which is honestly shocking. Uh, I don't know who was watching this, but it's apparently someone who does not enjoy a good time and some gnarly kills and uh, a lot of hilarious stuff going on. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just, it feels like we found this insane artifact <laughs> and, and we're here to share it with you. Uh, so tonight we will be recapping, reviewing, commenting upon I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle uh, starring Anthony Daniels. Well, not really. Uh, he's like fourth build, and that's fitting. Yes, fourth yeah, build. Yeah, he's fourth build, and that is fitting because he does not come in until pretty late in the game. Um, but, Ronnie, did you want to say anything more up at the top before we kind of get into what happens in this crazy this crazy motion picture? Well, I want to note two things. One, the film is distributed by uh, Hobo Film Enterprises, which I think is fantastic. And also, if you look on Wikipedia, Anthony Daniels is listed under occupation actor, comma, mime artist. <laughs> so I guess he's been active in street theater also. We just And that doesn't show up in the film credits. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, C-3PO involves a lot of physicality, a lot of... Uh, a lot of, uh, of physical work, you That's know. True. I mean, I think I think mimery would like translate pretty well to being a gay robot. What's well, a good? Yeah, it's a, it's a good background for being a, a flamboyant uh, and stiff uh, gay robot. A flamboyant yet stiff gay robot. Yeah. So let let's uh, start talking about this movie. Let's let's talk turkey. Let's, it's time to. Not that this is a turkey. <laughs> it is not. It is the opposite of a turkey. This was... I... Honestly, I felt myself falling in love with cinema all over again as we uh, as we watched it. It is, it is the... It is almost the polar opposite of fanboys. And I say almost because there are also, like... It has a runtime of an hour 45 minutes. And... It could stand to lose ten or fifteen minutes. I, you know, I, I would be, I would be happy to find, you know, a little. There's some fat left to trim, but, uh, but don't let that. There's, there's at least one completely unnecessary murder in this uh, movie <laughs> that we'll, we'll get to and, later, and some unnecessary dream sequences. But those stay in because we will talk about those later, also. Uh, but anyway, I bought a vampire motorcycle. Opens with a satanic biker gang 
uh, around a campfire, uh, sacrificing a chicken to summon a demon, like uh, like Asmodar or something. They're they're summoning a demon, but a some sort of rival uh, motorcycle gang, which we later learn is apparently the local chapter of the Hell's Angels, uh, runs up on them while they are performing this ceremony. And uh, gets the main guy in the back with a crossbow bolt at the very moment he has successfully summoned the demon, uh, which appears. I do love that this that this rival gang just happens to have a crossbow, and it has nothing to do with like the occult whatsoever. No, it's just this guy's thing, and he uses it a lot. I will say, for like a gimmick, he actually like uses it a lot. So it's a good gimmick, I guess. Well, see, this is what you get when you have uh, when you have gun grabbers in charge, like the Queen of England. You know the. Yeah, I was about to say, like, is is because England doesn't really have the gun culture that America does. Do they like just use crossbows yeah. and shit and like <laughs> knives? I mean, I've read about Agincourt and stuff. You know, they use bows and arrows and whatnot. That's you know, that's that's my understanding of the of the British. Um, but uh, so the Satanist biker gang is is ambushed by actually a couple of guys in the biker gang have shotguns. Actually, now that I recall, so I, I guess the crossbow is mostly an affectation. Um, but they wipe out... Well, you know, when you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have That's guns. That's right, as this film makes abundantly clear. Uh, it's one of the many lessons we can draw from Vampire Motorcycle. Um, so the, the Satanist motorcycle gang is wiped out. Uh, and one of the, uh, one, one of the motorcycles of this guy, a Norton Commando, um, gets a, a crossbow bolt in the side of the gas tank. Uh, and the... Ted Satanist biker, uh, he he had been shot in the back with a crossbow and fallen down onto the fire. But he raises himself up because the demon has inhabited his body. He raises his half burned face up, and uh, and and gets up and and stumbles over to this motorcycle where he then proceeds to slash his throat open and let the blood gush into the gas tank. Of this motorcycle, so kind of trans vomiting blood and demon essence into uh, into this gas tank, uh, so that, that then the the motorcycle then cranks itself up and uh, has a taste for blood. And there's this terrific badass shot of a revving motorcycle with mist all around, backlit in red. It is so good. <laughs> it's... You bring up that it's a Norton Commando, and uh, here's my first piece of trivia about the about the movie, which is that. Originally, the move the movie was going to have a Harley Davidson bike, and also originally the motorcycle was a werewolf. That makes which, sense given some shots w- in the movie, <laughs> which explains which explains which explains why the movie is preoccupied with the full moon. It's, it's a it's a full but moon for an entire weekend. It also ra- it also raises the question of like, how is the motorcycle supposed to be a werewolf? Like, is the motorcycle going to become a no, wolf? The, the or... motorcycle becomes a man who then becomes a wolf. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I'm glad they... That just seems... I, I'm glad they changed it to Vampire, yes. because that seems needlessly confusing. It works a lot better. It works a lot better. Just, just you know, a menacing, predatory monster who needs blood, you know. Uh, but after some of these badass shots of a revving motorcycle uh, and just some mist with a, with a red light behind it, um, we meet our hero, Nick Oddy, or uh, Naughty, as his friends call him. Um... He's rolling up to a uh, a used uh, motorcycle shop. Uh, he's he's a motorcycle guy himself. He pulls up on his Kawasaki, and uh, he talks with a uh, a fellow he's well acquainted with. I imagine this is kind of where he goes to get his stuff worked on. He's he's done business with him before. 
Uh, he replies to an ad for a slightly damaged Norton Commando. So they go in and check it out. It's like, oh yeah, it's the spikes in, in perfect condition. The only, you know, it's all paid up. Taxes are all, you know, squared away. The only thing is it has this hole punched in the gas tank. But you know, you can patch that or get a new gas tank for it. So, uh, so naughty parts with, well, eleven hundred pounds uh, for for that, which was a lot of money in nineteen ninety. Um, but uh, probably a lot of money now. And it, well, it's a lot less money now than it was in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> Brexit has not been kind to the pound, um, but uh, and we and hey, uh, everyone listening across the sorry, planet, I'm not up to date on jolly old England like you are. Well, you know, I, I love for for Schadenfreude's sake, I love to see how it's going on old Blighty. I'm just kidding. We actually have uh, we actually have a few uh, UK listeners, and I would like to say hello to them. Thank you so much for your film industry, which gave us this blessing. Um, so Nick, I thought you, you like kept abreast of the British because you know keep your enemies closer. Situation. I, I am a well, with you being a, a dirty Irishman. I am a dirty Irishman. I am also a staunch. Uh, I, I believe all of the constituent countries of the United Kingdom should be independent. Uh, so independent Scotland, independent Wales, independent Cornwall, and a unified Ireland. Uh, but that's, you know... Staten Island. Staten Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Independent Isle of Man. Although it is technically independent from the UK. It's just a crown dependency. But this, this is not the, the time to talk about the legal status of, of islands in the, uh, the North Atlantic. Uh, we'll get back to our, our recap. Um, so, so Naughty uh, rolls up. He's, he agrees, like, okay, well, I'll come. You know, I'll get the money. I'll pick it up tonight. Uh, and he goes over to work, where he works as a, a motorcycle courier. Uh, and his girlfriend, uh, he's, he's dating the girl who kind of runs the office and, and does dispatch. Uh, Kim is, is her name. So the, they, uh, they wrap up their work day. Uh, Buzzer, uh, Audie's friend and, and I think neighbor, or at least they, they live pretty close by, uh, has, has a big van. And he brings the, uh, the, uh, the motorcycle over to, to Naughty's shed so that they can uh, tinker with it there. Um Adi is trying to start it, but it won't turn over. Like, even though, of course, the gas tank is punctured, he says there should be enough fuel in the line to get it to start, but it, it won't turn over. Buzzer comes, you know, takes a look. He gets his hands in there by the engine and, ooh, ah, scrapes his knuckle while working on a car, working on the motorcycle. We've all been there. And a drop of blood falls on the engine block. Then it'll turn over. Vroom, then it's starting. <laughs> it's at its taste of blood. Thank you for adding the sound effects. I'm so excited about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. This has really like changed your opinion 180 on movies because uh, listeners will know that Daniel has a low opinion of films. I do as a general, as a corpus, and, and you you can't yeah you can't blame him. Uh, what with uh, fanboys, <laughs> fanboys did not do any favors to the reputation of film as a medium, as far as I'm concerned. But I bought a vampire motorcycle, brought brought it back around. It also brought me back around on the comedy horror genre i was fully expecting to just be completely bored and up and ha- and have it up to here with the bullshit which is what i usually am like with film with film comedies especially and also horror comedies like i i, I feel like they're very very easily done badly uh, but yeah we didn't come into this with high hopes we, we didn't uh, which make you, you you hear the title and you you know that Anthony Daniels is involved and you think <laughs> oh this is probably a train wreck. You, you hear the title and the big name is Anthony Daniels and uh, you know you kind of wonder. I, I would say I, I don't 
uh, something Morrissey. What was the name of the the lead actor? Neil Morrissey. Neil Morrissey, who's been in a bunch of stuff, as... including a Line of Duty, a cop show that I quite enjoy. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and and also uh, the the uh, the female lead uh, uh, Amanda Nor. Uh, at the time, uh, the two were married. Oh word. Uh, well, that, then I feel pretty good about uh, so, some of the handsier moments that those two had in the movie. <laughs> um, they they did get divorced in 1991, so this is uh, speculation, <laughs> but perhaps I Bought a Vampire what, Motorcycle may have been a an issue that uh, led to the dissolution of their marriage. It probably was, and that just makes this an, an even more fascinating text. Um, so the next morning... Uh, they get uh, a call from the police that uh, Buzzer has had an accident and could could he come down to talk with the police a bit. Um, so he goes down to uh, Buzzer's flat. The door has been smashed in in a hilarious silhouette of a motorcycle. Um, and the like the, the cops you know kind of wave him through to identify the body and he steps in. The whole place is wrecked. Blood is spattered everywhere, and there are tire tracks, like, high on the walls and on the ceiling and stuff. All while there's, like, you know, ominous music playing, including really cool distorted guitar that sounds like motorcycles revving in the distance. I really liked that effect. It was it was a very cool little shot. Um, but uh, the, the cops are like, hey, we need you to identify Buzzer, uh, or, the, you know, the, the decedent, the, the, the whoever's deceased. Um, and they have like a little place covered over with a sheet, which they lift over and it's Buzzer's head with a bunch of gross guts spilling out of the bottom of his neck hole. Uh, and he's like, oh yeah, that's, that's Buzzer. And as Naughty says, I'd know his head anywhere, uh, which was an amusing joke. Uh, yeah, this has some pretty good dialogue. I, I gotta say, um, but I think, uh, we're at the point where, we can talk about the one element that I don't think works uh, in this movie, which is the character of the inspector. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, and we were kind of. And I don't, I don't even know. Maybe I, it might, it might, it might like work if you like know a context, but we are, I mean, we're two American uh, slobs. We, we have no idea what the context here is of. Like, it's clearly like this. This inspector character seems like a parody of something that we don't know about. Yeah, it's clearly a pretty specific parody, um, and we don't we don't really pick anything about. Yeah, it's like well, it, it put me in mind of and we were we were talking as we were watching the movie the uh, the Canadian comedy horror film, much inferior comedy horror film, Zombie Nightmare, uh, featuring uh, Adam West. It was in that one. Um, and also a guy, uh, the main shithead teen later had a bit part on 30 rock. Um, but anyway, but that movie also has a, an inspector with a mustache wearing glasses and a fedora hat and a long coat and talking with like a, also like a, almost like a Walter Matthau kind of voice or something. And this character was so similar to that. And it's in around the time, the same time frame when these movies were made, that I'm guessing it has to be a parody of some, you know, British Canadian co-production inspector or something, or like an inspector show that was famous in the UK and Canada. And which is like, I should be able to recognize that because that's a type of show that I actually like is British 
Inspector shows from the late '80s and early '90s. <laughs> like I've seen all of Inspector Morse. I mean, the problem the problem is there's so little scholarship on I bought a vampire motorcycle that we precisely we don't like have annotations. And you know about like what this this character is a parody. And of. much as when I I run into a frustrating lack of information on a particular extinct animal, I'm more curious about. I realize, Ronnie, we're gonna have to do it ourselves. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to dig in. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. The inspector character, he, he shows up, he has a bigger role to play as it all wraps up later on, but he just kind of shows up every now and then to, 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 you know, ask sus- questions suspiciously of our characters and they make jokes about how he smells like garlic, uh, which, you know, doesn't really do a lot for me. Yeah. It's one of the lesser jokes. And I think, uh, generally the, it's one of those characters that you figure, like, has to be there because, like, with all these murders, there's going to be some sort of police presence, yeah. so they got to, like, include some sort of police inspector character. But, again, it just it feels like a parody of something that we're just, uh, in the dark about. <clears throat> yeah, it just about. flew right over our heads. Um, and then we get a shot of a full moon, uh, <laughs> which, again, I do think it's funny that they... They retooled the movie to be about a vampire motorcycle, but they kept in the shots of the full moon. And I have to admire that kind of artistic integrity. Uh, but we're back at the uh, at Nadi's shed where the... Well, I mean, you know, vampires only come out at night. And, yeah, uh, that's the true. full moon is technically a night. That's true. And also, like, I mean, who hasn't seen the silhouette of a bat against a full moon and thought about vampires? You know, we've all done that. So I, I, you're you're right. The full, I think the full moon belongs to every universal dark universe monster, from Gilman to the Mummy. They all they all like a full moon. Um, I don't know about the Mummy. <laughs> hey, you know there's 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 a lot of moon magic god stuff in ancient Egypt. You know, Moon Knight from the comic books you love so yeah, much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true, and and the Disney Plus series Moon the Knight. The Disney Plus, the beloved. That I've never seen uh, the beloved. Wasn't it Oscar Isaac in that one? Yeah, and I still didn't watch it. <laughs> Fancy that. Your your your, your favorite uh, your favorite zaddy, and you couldn't even be bothered to watch him uh, vamp around as Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, like that in Star Wars. I mean, uh, he's made a lot of poor. <laughs> Career decisions. I mean, you know, the kind of poor career decisions that get you a big old boat full of money. Yeah, but what what is money when you uh, lack integrity? That's right. That's see. That's what Anthony Daniels understands. That's why he agreed. That's why he read the script for Vampire Motorcycle and agreed to do it. This is the only script that is as good as the original Star Wars. <laughs> he said to himself. And Ralph Bakshi's uh, War of the Rings. It's it's the only one that can that can stand shoulder to shoulder with those. Uh, but to move along with our with our recap, the the motorcycle is back in in Naughty's shed. Um, we get a, a fun little moment of a uh, like the uh, the girlfriend is leaning to inspect the gas tank, kind of leaning in front of the thing and looking at it to see if it's situated on there right, right in front of the headlight of the motorcycle, which is its its eye. Um, and so we get a POV shot of the motorcycle leering at the girlfriend as she kind of leans over boobily to look at the bike. Uh, and then, and then Naughty comes over and gets a handful as well. And, uh, you know, a, a, a playful moment, but one that still was a little bit like, ah, it's, you know, I don't know. Uh, well, Naughty's not a role model. I mean, I think true. you have to realize that he's, he's a scoundrel of sorts, but he does have, I will say a real Han Solo. Well, type. He's a Han Solo type. And I also think it's cool that, 
he ends up having a costume for the because you don't really think I don't know for me anyway I don't really think of the like the lead in a horror comedy having a distinctive costume all that much I mean they're out there you know like uh, whatever I can't even think of some off, off the top of my head but Ash Ash yes thank you that is what I was trying to think of um but uh but Naughty has this cool he basically he's dressed like the uh, the heavies in the Take on Me video in like the motorcycle comic book that the girls reading. Uh, with like a leather jacket and a scarf and everything, just looking. Really, he has like a little short ponytail. I don't know. It's a cool look. I like it. So Adi at last takes the bike out. Uh, it's, we're twenty three minutes into the movie, and the guy who bought the vampire motorcycle is finally riding the vampire motorcycle. Um, and he does it with a Terminator reference, which was kind of I don't know. That felt silly. Um, but he, as he's riding around, he passes that nasty uh, Hell's Angels biker gang. As they're kind of going the opposite way when they're going down the street. And the vampire motorcycle recognizes the crossbow guy as the guy who, uh, you know, plugged him when he was possessing the uh, the biker. Uh, so he swerves to try to run him off the road and kill him. Uh, and uh, Naughty Man just to gain control of the bike after a little while and goes off back home. But of course, this marks him for the Hells Angels' revenge. Uh, Naughty gets back uh, to his house. He... He comes in, there's, a, a, I think, a classic bit where there's, like, spooky music going, and, his, and Kim walks over to turn off the television, which stops the spooky music. Classic bit. Uh, Adi sparks a joint. Hell yeah. But right then, the, 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 <laughs> the doorbell rings. The doorbell rings, and it's the inspector. So, uh, you know, Nadi has to, to put, the, put the joint out. Uh, and he... Classic stoner's dilemma. Stoner's dilemma. And uh, the inspector gives him a bag with Buzzer's head inside of it. And he wakes up screaming. It's a dream. And this is what you get for smoking pot, everybody. So just bear that in mind. Um, we get another cut to the full moon. And sorry to be so detailed about this particular sequence, but it, I have to be. There's a, a cut to the full moon. Uh, or there's, you know, there's a vision of the full moon. And then we cut to Nadi's full moon. A, a bare ass shot from inside the toilet looking up as he's pulling his pants up. And he hears Buzzer calling his name and looks down to see a turd with Buzzer's face calling to him, which then leaps into Adi's mouth. That's right. A turd with a face jumps out of the toilet into our lead character's mouth. And there's a several second scene of him flailing around the bathroom with a turd hanging out of his mouth. Uh, But then he wakes up uh, again gagging on his bunched up blanket which he has crammed into his mouth <laughs> what a night <laughs> i think we had similar reactions to this uh moment which was what the fuck are we watching <laughs> yeah, that was that was the moment when i knew that we were watching something special like this had this like i was already like vibing with it this was when it, it really was like this is this is something important <laughs> Also, you might think to yourself, okay, there are two dream sequences. Surely there will be more dream sequences. Absolutely no, not. No, we just have two dream sequences back-to-back, and that's it. <laughs> Which I commend. You know, I, I, I am famously... And I guess, like, the, the, the fucking turd scene is maybe, I don't know, sort of a reference to an American werewolf in London? Maybe? I guess, yeah. Because you've got the... You've got the murdered friend, like, uh, showing up at, as an apparition of sorts, only instead of a ghost, he's, you know, shit. I think so. Yeah, you're right. So this really is, so this is a love letter to other horror comedies, in addition to everything else that it is. 
Um, but uh, after <laughs> after all that, Nadi finally gets a good night's sleep. But uh, meanwhile, outside, he's parked the vampire motorcycle on the street. A dog comes up and starts pissing on it. Uh, and then as we have a shot of Nadi, you know, comfortably back in bed, sleeping away, we hear motorcycle revving sounds and dog a dog screaming. <laughs> and then uh, the next morning, Nadi uh, goes out to get the bike, but it's not where he parked it. He's a little upset, but then soon realizes Kim is like, ah, you just put it in the shed, didn't you? He was like, no, no, I left it on the street. But it turns out it's back in the shed. Um, and so that, that, uh, that morning, uh, Nadi tries to take the vampire motorcycle to Buzzer's funeral. But as soon as he's pulling it out of the shed and sunlight falls on its tire, it shuts off. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then we go to... Say, say what you will about I bought a vampire motorcycle, but it, like... Exhaust every possible like joke or situation you could have with the premise of a vampire motorcycle. <laughs> it really does. In fact, there's one. There's one later that I really enjoyed too. Um, but uh, we, we we go now to a somber motorcycle funeral with uh, Buzz, Buzzer's casket is riding in a sidecar uh, up front of a a, a, a whole uh, motorcade of, of motorcyclers going to the churchyard. Um. Kim is a little like, oh, couldn't you, you know, put him in a hearse? And uh, Nadi says he wouldn't be seen dead in one of those, because you know Buzzer likes uh, motorcycles. So they inter him. Uh, oh, now the Hell's Angels show up to like throw beer on them and and like just be assholes for a little bit. Uh, but then they they inter Buzzer, and then that night Adi takes the bike down the pub. Uh, so he's gonna go gonna go get a pint of cider and you know think about life. But the Hell's Angels are going down the pub as well. They spot the vampire motorcycle outside and recognize it from be, almost being run off the road the other night. The crossbow guy is especially like, hey, look at this. Oh, speaking of, I didn't see the actor's name, but crossbow guy, I recognized from an episode of Foil's War, a, a British detective show of the 2000s. So like I said, I know my British detective shows. That's why it's driving me crazy. That I can't place this parody that's in this movie. Um... So crossbow guy actually makes his entrance by shooting his crossbow at the bar uh, in a fun shot. Uh, and uh, they hassle Naughty. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pushing him around. They're like, hey, you know, I think you're a bloke who was uh, riding all over the road the other night. Blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, uh, oh, yeah, and the, yeah, crossbow guy has some line that's like, uh, it's like, well, you know, we, we take very special care of our bikes, so that's why we get really upset if something happens to them. And meanwhile, Vampire Motorcycle is knocking over the Hells Angels bikes and stomping on them. We have shots of the riderless motorcycle, st- like, you know, wheeling up and down on a knocked over motorcycle as it's stomping on them. Uh, and then we get a, a long comic fight scene using some swords that the pub has up on the wall for some reason. And, uh, and uh, like a, they have a big banquet room attached to the bar with full table settings for everyone to, you know, knock around and crash about, of course, but they're pulling swords off the wall to, to wail on each other with, uh, and that goes on for some time. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty fun comedic fight scene. It's just not, you know, it just doesn't make for good I'll, radio. I'll point out at this, I'll point out this, at this juncture that, uh, this is a film that uh, only has, I think, one uh, one set, and the rest is uh, filmed on location. And you can really tell because yeah. 
it feels like an actual, like, place, as opposed to, I don't know, like, uh, movies of, of, uh, low budget that, uh, yeah, it's like, clearly look, look cheap. Right, like three clapboard walls and, you know, some set dressing. This really does, yeah, this really does look like a, you know, like an English pub, like it's, you know, it's been there forever, it's taking up a building that was first built in 15-whatever and has been added on and taken off and whatever. So there's weird little steps going up and down to different parts of the, the, the pub and everything. I imagine I imagine the only set that was built for the film was probably like Nadi's uh, garage. living space. Or, oh, yeah, I think probably, well, it's, it's yeah. probably his, his shed and his, and his living space. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, most of the other action either takes place out on the streets or in places that are an obvious like location, like a church or the, or the pub. Yeah. Um, so they have a they have a, a comic fight scene. Nadi ends up escaping, uh, gets the better of a couple of the guys, but you know has to has to escape. But not before he gets shot in the arm with a crossbow bolt. But he does manage to get away on vampire motorcycle. Uh, and uh, he and uh, and Kim <clears throat> manage to. Uh, I, I should say Kim, his girlfriend, was there was there with him, but she she also gets out, out of there without a scratch. Um, <laughs> they they stop by. And and here's 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 a little humor which landed a little flat. It wasn't too terrible, but we do get a little bit of uh, haha Ching Chong Chinaman stuff. Uh, they stop by the takeaway, which is called Fu King Takeaway. Get it? No, it's it's clever. It's clever. Uh, which is staffed by uh, a, a Chinese gentleman who stands at the counter, completely stone faced and unresponsive, as Nadi attempts to order. Uh, some some items while Kim waits outside uh, on top of a vampire motorcycle. But Kim yells in, she's decided that she wants garlic prawns. So she yells... Yes, this is very <laughs> yes, important. Naughty, garlic prawns! And the vampire motorcycle uh, it actually has a reaction shot <laughs> where it kind of like looks like, oh, I gotta get out of here! And it takes off <laughs> with her on it screaming. Lesser Lesser films would tell you there's no way you can have a reaction shot of a motorcycle, whereas I bought a vampire motorcycle, uh, uh, shed conventional wisdom. It has several. And said, <laughs> yes. It has several, and this is one of them. It was very funny. Um, but she uh, she ends up falling off a vampire motorcycle. It kind of swerves around a corner and, and bucks her off and then turns around, you know, riderless, but still standing up and still coming for it's it's looming at her it's it's puttering closer and closer it's moving in for the kill but then it sees her crucifix hanging around her neck and instead it it uh, turns around and trundles away into the night back to the pub and it it parks itself outside of the pub for whatever reason Uh, but this does set up uh an awesome kill uh just a really really good one one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie there's a uh, a rather a rather rotund hell's angel who uh, who clamors up. They're all they're all drunk as hell, at, you know, sort of licking their wounds after the fight. One of them, you know, stumbles outside and spots the uh, the motorcycle, and so he thinks Nadi is back, and he's like, "Hey, where are you? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, whatever, you know." But uh, Nadi doesn't isn't anywhere to be found, so he decides like, "Well, I'll steal his motorcycle and have a joyride." Um, so we have, we have a good, like, 20, 25 seconds of shots of this guy just having the best time as he's riding. He's yelling, he's pointing, he's talking about how great he is. Um, but then the, uh, the motorcycle speeds up a little bit, 
and uh, this uh, Hell's Angel is actually pinned to the motorcycle by spikes that impale his legs as they thrust out of the the vampire motorcycle. It's starting to get a little more... Uh, it's becoming more elastic. It's becoming more demonic. It can change its shape and, and do more. Um, so he's screaming now, screaming and, and, wa- and waving his arms. And uh, we, we, we cut to a couple of graffiti artists at work against a wall. And one of them is like, hmm, yeah, it looks good, but this part needs more red. And just then, Vampire Motorcycle rolls up with this guy screaming with the spikes in his legs and then uh, stops abruptly to hurl this guy off of the motorcycle where he's impaled on a, on a uh, iron fence and sprays blood onto the wall where the graffiti guys are looking. And then they sort of nod uh, approvingly. Uh, Perfect gag, expertly executed. Just everything about it was top-notch. <laughs> I really, I had a hoot with that one. Uh, the rest of the drunk... Uh, Hell's Angels get on their on their bikes. They're gonna they're gonna get out of there, um, but they are then slaughtered by the vampire motorcycle in, in a series of really good and sometimes not not as well executed kills. But I appreciated the idea behind them. Um, apparently, it can shoot arrows now. I guess that's kind of like it has been touched by crossbow essence, so that's absorbed it, and it can shoot crossbow bolts. Um, and also <laughs> extended. Almost like a like a fucking Warhammer Chaos uh, motorcycle. It extended spinning blades out of its front axle, and then can pop a wheelie to cut off the like. There's a couple of uh, of uh, Hell's Angels riding side by side. The vampire motorcycle has these blades going, pops a wheelie, and goes runs between them where the spinning blade cuts their heads off. And the the effect is not very good. It actually it it has kind of a slow impact and it looks very fake. But the idea is so good that I'm giving it a B. I'm giving it a B minus. Uh, Look, they only had so much money to put into this. I can't imagine it be more than like five hundred thousand quid. Is it called? <laughs> That's true. You have to pick your. You got to pick your battles. I, I don't know the terms. Yeah, I mean, they also had they had to pay Anthony Daniels, and that doesn't come cheap. Uh, that was probably like half the budget. I do love the idea that. As Timothy Zahn was writing *Heir to the Empire*, Anthony Daniels was shooting this movie. <laughs> Doesn't Anthony Daniels end up doing like the audiobooks for a couple of the Thrawn books? Oh, I don't know. Or am I thinking of some other no some other uh, audio books? I think you were thinking of there was a footnote, there was an author note in *Heir to the Empire* where he talks about uh, pronunciation, and he shares an anecdote from Anthony Daniels that. On some Star Wars stuff he had recorded, uh, they handed him a pronunciation guide that got Tatooine wrong. So he's done. He, he's 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 done some Star Wars audio stuff, but I don't think it was Heir to the Empire specifically. Um. Yeah, we have a few. I love that when you go to. I love that when you go to IMDb and you go to Anthony Daniels, it's a photo of, of him with. C-3PO's head <laughs> holding it holding it lovingly like this is who I am this is me uh, <laughs> uh, so at, at this point um, so uh, Kim uh, is desperately trying to convince Nadi that the, there's something weird about that bike that it tried to kill her Nadi doesn't buy it um, he should be more supportive this is probably why they got divorced honestly 
Um, the vampire. Well, I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic uh, horror movie uh, 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 device, which is never believe women. Yes. That's exactly right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We, you know, women's. It's also a, like a device in in life, really. <laughs> it's yet, yet more art imitating uh, life, honestly. Um, so the uh, the vampire motorcycle uh, kills a sex worker, of course, because we haven't killed a sex worker yet in our horror comedy. This is like this is absolutely unnecessary. It's completely <laughs> pointless. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for it. I, I guess it was, you know, it's it's uh it's another way to, to show the the menace of the bike. But what there there is another kill that I think does have an actual narrative purpose, uh, where you know the bike is parked down the street and a meter maid is coming around giving parking tickets, and she starts writing a ticket for vampire motorcycle, and it ends up forming a mouth with its main headlight. Uh, with broken glass teeth, and it bites off the meter maid's hand as she screams, and it refills its his his, his fuel. Um, but the, I say that that serves a purpose because it, it demonstrates the first appearance of the headlight broken glass mouth, which I think is a is a pretty fun uh, effect on the on the 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 motorcycle. Uh, and also, this is when Naughty comes and checks the shed in the morning and finds the meter maid's foot. <laughs> It's in clutched in the broken headlight when those broken glass teeth. Uh, and then he he checks the. At this point, he believes he does that, now that believe it's a vampire motorcycle. Yeah, he's finally you know the the gas tank is full of blood and there's a woman's foot in its headlight. So mm, all right, maybe Kim was actually onto something here. So of course he needs to get some professional help, and uh, this is where at an hour in, we finally meet priest. Anthony Daniels and Sir Anthony Daniels. Sir Anthony Daniels. Thank you. Yes. He has a knighthood for being C3PO. He should. I guess he should. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he should. I mean, I mean really, like the the knighthood like the standards of that has like fallen so precipitously over the last couple centuries that really why not give c-3po a knighthood uh excuse me would you call giving a knighthood to elton john low standards yes i would i do think that's one of the most one of the funniest ones yes uh giving a knighthood to jk rowling i mean come on (laughs) actually i just made that up. no i think you're right though i think she does I think she is like a, or like she's like a the, the imperial order of the scum fuckers or something. One of those, one of those. A, a lady knight. Okay, so according, I, I was checking Anthony Daniels' Wikipedia page to make sure he was not a knight, and it doesn't look like he is, but it does show here that he was educated at Giggleswick School. I think my favorite, my favorite part of his Wikipedia is there's a line that says in March 2017. All Nippon Airways introduced a Boeing 777 modeled after C-3PO into service. Daniels attended the aircraft's unveiling. (laughs) So just imagine that he's in Japan and it's like, Hey, hey, Anthony Daniels, there's a C-3PO looking airplane. Want to come see it? Sure. How How much C-3PO merchandise do you think he owns? Do you think he has, like, an entire room of, like, C-3PO crap? Well, I would hope, well when we make our fanboys about <laughs> breaking into Anthony Daniels' house to see the rough cut of the prequel to Vampire Motorcycle, I'm sure we'll find his memorabilia room where it has the uh, the C-3PO's, the cereal, 
It has the C-3PO-shaped uh, action figure case from the 80s, uh, 70s and 80s action figure line. It'll have the, uh, oh, the C-3PO uh, talking, like, mask, like, vocoder mask. Yeah, he's got all that shit. And then also some crap from Willow, because why not? <laughs> some crap from Willow. And uh, and just to round it out, he has the motorcycle from Vampire Motorcycle. <laughs> now, this is also, I, I would like to point out, Ronnie, that uh, this is where uh, I was not able to continue my rewatch where I was making the notes. So if I can hand off the summarizing to you, and then I'll be jumping in with the color commentary and, and hilarious bon mots and whatnot. Well, sure, because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be going mainly off of uh, Wikipedia because uh, it's been a while since I watched it, but I, I still remember it quite a sure. bit. Uh, um, there's, uh, so, Naughty goes to visit the uh, church, and and, uh, and Anthony Daniels gives him the, you know, you're, you're kidding me, there's... There's no such thing as a vampire motorcycle. Right. No, note that the, the priest also owns a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, he's also... Everyone in this movie but, is a motorcycle guy. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> well, it's one of those movies where, like, everybody buys into the the thing the movie's about. Like, how how uh, in the movie Cars, everybody's a car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they go to the... They go to the garage where where uh, you know the bike is being kept, and uh, 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 the the bike uh, the bike responds uh, not very well to uh, being uh, pushed into sunlight. So yeah. uh, so it just like f- uses brake lever to sever a bunch of Anthony Daniels' fingers, and <laughs> yes. at that point, uh, Anthony Daniels realizes. Uh, well, you know, it's a vampire motorcycle. <laughs> right, was, we're going to have to get the big guns. And, uh, yeah, so that's where we get the Anthony Daniels exorcism. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and keep in mind, like, right now, uh, Kim is in the in the hospital because uh, she was attacked by, by the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um... And uh, and Anthony Daniels helps out Kim by giving her a crucifix and some garlic, uh, you know, to, to ward off the the vampire should he come back for her. Right, right. Uh, and 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 let 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 me be clear: Anthony Daniels is not playing an ordinary priest. Not only is he a motorcycle uh, riding priest, he, he's he's a badass priest because he. Throws a shuriken at a fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't quite sure is he, if he's like. Uh, I, I I'm presuming he's Church of England. He's C of E, uh, just you know your 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 local government church. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that those guys still do exorcisms. So he's he's definitely a uh, a kind of a maverick from the church hierarchy. In that in that. Well, instance. he's kind of like uh, Dan Aykroyd's uh, character in the the sitcom. Uh, I think it was Soul Man or Holy Man. Whatever the one that crossed over with Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah, oh I mean, yeah, uh, I think that was Dan, Dan Aykroyd was a was a badass uh, uh, priest in that uh, show. I think he had a motorcycle too. Yeah, yeah. Now that would be a that that would be a crossover. Dan Aykroyd in in I Bought a Vampire Soul Motorcycle. Soul Man, yeah, there it is, Soul Man. Uh, nineteen ninety seven to nineteen ninety eight, twenty five episodes, canceled after two seasons. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but it did cross over with home improvement. So, you know, there you go. But to get back to this masterpiece. So at, that point, so at this point, it's like it's like a game of cat and mouse because they they have to like face the vampire motorcycle, uh, but the vampire motorcycle's got some tricks up its sleeve, and they really gotta like prepare themselves for for when uh, when nightfall hits because of course vampire motorcycle can't go out during the day. Right. But uh, we we get the exorcism and it's and it's pretty great. I mean, it's it's a scene in which a man tries to exorcise a demon out of a motorcycle. So which is how can you go which wrong is with that? Standing upright and spinning in uh, around as uh, as wind blows around around the shed. It's it's really great. And and as it as it blows a uh, a, a, <laughs> a fucking monkey wrench on it beans Anthony Daniels in the head. But he but he continues the, to speak the Latin. Now here's something I I don't get. Like uh, okay, so so it's the classic like horror uh, horror movie like the calm before the storm of like you think you vanquished the the vampire motorcycle, but in fact you haven't. Yeah. And in this case, like he think they think the exorcism has has uh, gone off without a hitch. So so uh, uh, Anthony Daniels like put some holy water on the on the the motorcycle and the motorcycle does not react well to this which i don't understand because i would assume that if it's a demon uh, vampire motorcycle it would you know uh it would it would be weakened by holy water but in fact it just seems to make the the bike uh it 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 turns the bike into like a super shredder yeah yeah so it because it starts like glowing red and shit like it that gets and, even and more it demonic it's all these spikes yeah it very. I, w- I would again say it, it looks very much like a Chaos Space Marines motorcycle at this point. Uh, I I think my I think my favorite like uh, a bullshit scene uh, that like needlessly ratchets up tension is the fact that like uh, back at the hospital, Kim has like uh, has like garlic all over the all over the windows and and all around herself, yeah. and and the uh, nurse is like. Okay, we have to give you a sponge bath, and we need to get all this garlic out of here. It's like very, <laughs> very like transparently like. Okay, we need to get the the rest of the plot moving right, here. Right. And and credit to the vampire motorcycle. I mean, the, the vampire <laughs> just... motorcycle is a character in this in this film. Yes. I, I mean, it's not just like this this mindless entity. No, it's really... It has, like, goals and... It has goals and motivations. And expressiveness. It's really... I mean, I think, like... Uh, would you call it a puppet at this point? I mean, there's puppetry involved, or Like an I animatronic, think. almost? I mean, yeah. I mean, mo- most of the shots of it is, like, it's clearly just being dragged along on a dolly. You know, like, I get that. I understand how movies are made, but... Yeah, I mean, there's still, like, you know, shots where it's, you know... It, it has clear intent, and the intent is legible in the shot, which is, like given a lot of other movies I've seen and shit like fanboys, like that's someone paying a lot of attention to what's happening on the screen. Um, it's it's great though. I think it's awesome. Like the more gnarly and spiky it gets, the nastier the, the broken, uh, broken headlight glass jaws are. It's so cool. <laughs> it's a really awesome effect. I, uh, yeah. So like the, the, the like the climax of the film is basically the vampire motorcycle going after Kim and you know it's it's good motivation for Naughty because you know 
he doesn't want his girlfriend to be killed by a vampire motorcycle. I mean, right. Think of like how bad like dating would be after that. It's like, <laughs> what happened to your last uh, relationship? Oh yeah, she got killed by a vampire motorcycle. I, I, it's I, like, I, what's a vampire motorcycle? Well, well, it's a it's a motorcycle that's a vampire. <laughs> so so wait, it's like a uh, it's a vampire it's a motorcycle that attacks motorcycles or. Uh, no, 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 no. It's a, it, See, it, it drinks it just, blood. It'd but... just be needlessly confusing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the climax it, it takes place like a it's like a gym, right? The like Kim flees to a gym, or somehow the the uh, the vampire. But motorcycle before is... that, we get the we get the nurse the nurse like uh, like cut in two by the oh, motorcycle, right? which is pretty. <laughs> yeah, great. that's a good one. <laughs> There are a lot of very creative kills uh, in this, and I know that's the that's the gold standard for horror comedies, and I think this one really lives up to that. Um, another thing I want to mention is that uh, there's there's like one uh, one member of the gang left that that goes to the hospital because he's got like a he's got like a stake in his uh, his leg, I think. Yeah. And and uh, long story short, he. Gets fucked up by the vampire motorcycle and ends up uh, landing in a coffin. Yes, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> but yeah, the, the vampire motorcycle is on a rampage, um, and they, they 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 end up, of course, in the. Or I say, of course, but they 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 end up in a a gym where the vampire motorcycle. Oh, the vampire motorcycle has also now, uh, in addition to its gnashing broken glass teeth. It now has extrudes two thin tubes, like like fangs that will insert into people's necks to drain their blood. Um, so uh, it uh, it's attacking people in a gym. Uh, it manages to get. Not, I forget how this all goes down exactly, and you you maybe can help me with it. But it does manage to pin Naughty, and it's gonna it's piercing his throat with those fangs. When they finally they turn on the tanning bed, the the, the tanning bed lights. Which are no, you're getting a, you're getting a bit ahead of yourself. Oh, shit. First, okay. we we get like we get the classic, uh, you know, the the scream thing of like one last scare because uh, as as a classic movie villain uh, is wont to do, <laughs> vampire motorcycle pretends to be it, it plays dead for a moment and then it goes back to like uh, gnashing its its uh, its headlight teeth and and uh, and. Uh, and it starts throwing a bunch of limbs in the air. Yes, <laughs> which, which is like how 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 the film indicates that it's uh, back to life. Yes. Uh, um, the inspector who basically disappears from from like importance in the plot. Yeah, that's uh, right. He shows until back this up. point, like he shows up. He's got he smells like garlic, so that like stuns the bike a little bit. Uh, it gives them their opportunity. But yeah. But yeah, it's like you said. Uh, in in a in a, a uh, in what strange credibility, somewhat. Uh, this gym has a tanning bed that is not plugged in. That uh, they plug in and uh, they push the the uh, the vampire motorcycle into the tanning bed and. And it melts. Yes, it melts. It's fine. It's it's subdued by sunlight, which is adequately uh, simulated by tanning beds. Which I mean, you do. I mean, 
this is a great film, like four stars easily. Easily. But you do have to wonder why is there a tanning bed in this gym, which well, you know, it's looks like. Yeah, the the gym itself. I don't know. You, you're you're. I don't know, Daniel. You're a gym rat. Uh, <laughs> how many tanning beds do you have at your at the old uh, mausoleum? So I will I will say this. I, now I don't have any tanning beds at my gym that I go to, but I go to the cheap gym. So you know that might be it there. I think what we have here though. Oh yeah, and this is the expensive gym. Clearly, no, the vampire motorcycle gym. <laughs> no, I was going to explain. You got to think about for high rollers. You have to think about this is Britain, right? Every fucking building there is old and looks like shit on the inside. Every single one of them. So uh, that's why the gym looks so run down and cheap. And also, this is Britain. This is a place where, you know, uh, people like to get... There's a certain type of Britain who likes to get zapped until they're orange and look like uh, fucking Paul Hogan. Um, Well, yeah, they have to get get, uh, tanned because... uh, Jolly old England is—it's always you know raining, so exactly. they don't get any sun. So if you want that healthy orange glow, you got to have the tanning bed. And I would point out that like I, I think like, and I think this was more of a thing in the '90s. But you know the the gym is a place of vanity. The gym is a place of cultivating appearance. So it would not be out of sorts to have tanning facilities at a gym. It's like a a holistic body improving facility you know that's why those have like you know, like juice bars and they sell you know fake snake oil supplements and stuff well we're, we're at pretty much the end of the movie uh but of course uh it it leaves it open for a sequel because uh back at uh Nadi's shed he's he's uh he's working and and uh and you'll remember that uh the the bike's uh old fuel tank is is in his uh in his that's shed right. he uh Cuts his hand open, and uh, some blood falls onto the fuel tank, and then it opens, and, you know, that's the end. But is, is it, it the end? It, do it, vampire Motorcycle, The Return? Sadly, that was never made. Uh, now, I now we've gotten to the end of the movie, but I do have a, quite a bit of trivia. Oh, or, yes. Like, or stuff that, that uh, is... At least vaguely related to, I bought a vampire motorcycle. <laughs> now you're probably wondering who are the geniuses that came up with this uh, this film. I, yeah, and, I uh, am wondering. As 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 the two, I I would say we are now the world's leading authorities and super fans of I bought a vampire motorcycle. So it's only fitting that we know that we learn all we can about it. I think we're tied with the guy who uh, wrote the Wikipedia entry for uh, <laughs> I bought a vampire motorcycle. Now, this is directed by Dirk Campbell, who, from IMDb, has basically done a lot of TV, including, like, the Hollyoaks and uh, and the Country Diary of an Edwardian Lady, so, classic British TV shows. Biff and Chip, mm-hmm. 26 episodes of that. Sure. Uh, 18 episodes of The Worst Witch. But anyway, uh, um... Apparently, according to Wikipedia, this this was uh, this was written and produced by two uh, film editors uh, from a TV station that uh, that got the idea after watching The Evil Dead, and oh. they basically wanted to they wanted to make a, a comedy horror that looked like an actual movie as opposed to a pile of shit. So a bit like uh, like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, a, a a movie that looks like a real movie. Right, right, right. Which I think that this has succeeded uh, beyond its wildest dreams. Oh, yeah. Because 
Like, like if you look at if you look at any like individual like frame of this movie, you'll think like, okay, that's clearly a film. That's not, you know, stupid bullshit. Yeah. Like say fanboys or <laughs> or you know, or basically like any movie that MST3K or Rift Tracks do, does. Yeah. Yeah, for real stuff that's like clearly clearly stupid garbage, right? Made for idiots. You know all those like uh, shark movies, yeah, yeah sharknados yeah, yeah. and the like, things that are that clearly not trying to be like funny or scary or anything like that. Um, now, uh, one of the writers of of uh, Vampire Motorcycle was also the editor for the for the for the movie and. The other one has a couple of writing credits, including uh, Crucible of the Vampire from 2019. But most importantly, he apparently does a lot of uh, uh, ADR script for the English version of anime, which I oh, find very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Huh. He, do, he, did, he did three episodes of Bubblegum Crash and, uh, and uh, a... a uh, Something called Vampire Wars. <laughs> Violence Jack. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, Devilman. Appleseed. Space Adventure Cobra. Goku Midnight Eye. And I could just go on and list more yeah, and more. Yeah. But you you get the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, one, one of the, the aspects of the, the film that drew criticism was the uh, portrayal of women. Apparently, well, uh, it was ref- it was refused at a sc- at a film festival for that very reason. <laughs> okay, but, but I'm go- I'm gonna push back on this a little bit. I I'm not saying that this is the most enlightened film that was ever made in regards to its portrayal of women. I think especially the fact that like a a sex worker gets killed for no real reason other than just to have another kill that sucks. Um, well. See, we're do we're it's from the perspective of the vampire motorcycle right. who is not a role model, right? Yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was gonna say like, yeah, he had like some leering at the at the leading lady and everything, but at the same time, like, there's there's no nudity in this film, like, there's no straight up exploitation of an actress's body in that respect, um, which I think puts it ahead of a lot of other horror comedies for sure, um, and yeah, like all the like the 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 untowardness toward women mostly comes from the evil demon motorcycle. Now, Naughty has a few lines that are, you know, pretty crass. He, you know, says something like, oh, where's that? Look, it was it was like 33 years ago. And, and so. he's supposed to be kind of a roughneck asshole anyway. Uh, so it's kind of fitting with his... Again, he's not a role model. Right. But I would also point out that, like, Kim as a character always punches back. She never just takes it. She always has, like, she sasses him and, like, you know, like, actually, like, they have a pretty playful relationship, honestly, which which I liked. I thought, like, their their interaction was, was pretty good. It's, that's interesting to learn they were married at the time and then they, they got divorced. <laughs> but, but I think I'm going to... Speaking of which, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the incredibly misogynistic thing you said about her when we were watching, which was uh, you were surprised they didn't get someone more attractive for the role. I... Now, I, the the context of my comment. <laughs> now, the context of my comment was in regards to the the type of movie that this is. Right, I was surprised that they didn't go with a more 
conventionally attractive woman who who may or may not have been able to act to be in this role because that's typically how this stuff goes. So I, all I was doing was just saying I was surprised, you know, pleasantly surprised because I I thought that Amanda Nor was a really good performance. I I really liked Kim as a character. Uh, but I, 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 Daniel Dice Clay over here. I could have, I could have, uh, framed my comment a little better. Yes, I, I'll say that. I'm not, I'm no, I'm no hero. I'm no, I'm no saint. But again, I, I'm going to push back to defend. I'm just glad, I'm just glad that your daughter doesn't look up to you. <laughs> That's understand that you're not a role model either See, one of these days she's going to she's going to realize that uh i was really helping her by not being a type of person she should look up to that was preparing her for a, a life of uh holding her head high and treating herself with respect um, just wait until she listens to this podcast <laughs> but, um uh, yes, yes. As I assume you'll make her uh, when she gets older. Well, yeah. I mean, she'll have to start at the very beginning of Thronderdome before she gets... Because like, all is in it's all is in context. Um, but yeah. Here's, the, here's some more trivia. Uh, the guy, the uh, the Fu King uh, uh, owner, yeah. he actually has a pretty storied career. Oh. He was in like all of the Pink Panther movies as uh, Inspector Clouseau's manservant. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. He was also in multiple James Bond movies. Again, I'm uh, sure in you know very sensitive roles. Well, I, I mean, I think the the one that uh, that really stands out is uh, he was in uh, the Fu Manchu movie where Peter Sellers played Fu Manchu. Oh wow! Okay, so I did not know that existed, and we may have to watch that. The fiendish <laughs> plot of, of Doctor Fu Manchu. It's the final. A uh, film starring Peter Sellers. Oh my god! <laughs> Here's the tagline for the movie as depicted on the poster: "Beware, see this movie. An hour later, you'll want to see it again." Man, you can't be talking that way. Oh boy! <laughs> wow, Helen Mirren was in this movie. We we should, we should see this. That's that'll be honestly. I consider it part of the. That'll be a. That'll be a. That'll be the uh, the bonus episode for uh, season three. <laughs> I would uh, I would think of it as part of the extended uh, vampire motorcycle universe. So uh, yeah, I mean uh, that's the that's the film. Uh, yeah. Want to like uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up or... my I'll wrap up my thoughts with this. Um, I, I went in, I went in fully expecting to have a tedious time, because that's what really so many horror movies, especially from this era, this kind of the the the, the schlock churned out for the rental market for the most part. Um, there's just so many movies that are made with just not a lot of thought. They they rely entirely on luridness for their the video nasties that that came up a couple of times, you know. Like the that there's not a lot of you 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 were expecting one of those movies where the cover uh, the the cover of the movie was the best part exactly of the movie. yes that's exactly it that's the way to put it I was fully expecting to be completely underwhelmed and instead instead I was greeted with a very fun and like where clearly a lot of craft went into it. Uh, and that fully realized a vampire motorcycle as a monster and a character, which is really 
a pretty astonishing achievement given like how many ways that could have fallen flat, right? How many ways that could have been done in a much, much worse way. And I'm not saying I'm not grading on a curve with this. I'm not saying like, well, it's it's a good movie for being a horror comedy in 1990. It is that. But it was also just a fun movie experience. Like I didn't I didn't get I didn't get bored and want to walk away and do something else, which cannot be said for most every other movie ever fucking made. Because they're all trash. Uh, especially the the good ones, the Oscar winning ones. Um but yeah. I, you wanna you wanna know something great? Yes. I I did some uh, Googling and I came across a crowdfunder.co.uk page called I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle Restoration Project. Please! And and it's about uh, and spoiler alert, it's a successful project. Uh, apparently they only needed 45 quid. Uh, but <laughs> they, they were restoring a prop vampire motorcycle, the Norton Commando 850 from the comedy horror movie I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. Oh, wow. To be displayed in the National Motorcycle Museum. Yes. Give it the respect it deserves. Oh, man. That's awesome. And also, it will be making appearances at motorcycle and horror movie shows and conventions in aid of blood bikers. Whatever that may be. Blood bikers? Is that some kind of vampire motorcycle club? I don't know. It's it's the, the English. Oh yeah, yeah. They, you know they say nonsense Who knows? all the time. <laughs> right? They they call elevators lifts. Who knows what they're talking about? Yeah, that's true. They have it, no idea what they're talking about. Well, that's. But I love this for two reasons. Yeah. One, that it succeeded, and two, it only needed forty five pounds. <laughs> like you couldn't like ask your dad for that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh wow. Well, that's good to know that the the spirit of I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle lives on. Uh, of course, this was a project near and dear to Anthony Daniels' heart, and that makes it part of the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, I think we I think we need to I think we need to talk a bit about like Anthony Daniels' performance yeah, in general sure. in this film because I th- I was shocked at well. Let's let's again reiterate. We came into this kind of with jaundiced perspective on like, <laughs> hey, let's make fun of the gay robot guy right. being in this shitty movie. But we were both surprised at both the film's quality and uh, the quality of uh, Anthony Daniels' performance because yeah, he plays the best goddamn vampire motorcycle priest you could you ever could imagine. ever hope for. It's well. The thing is, I was really impressed with like I fully expected. I fully expected Anthony Daniels' part to be one scene, right? I because like that's you. You got the big name guy for your low budget horror comedy. He's there as basically a cameo. Big name guy, lol. Well, someone who's been in Star Wars. Come on, you know, and that and that's the draw, right? That's like when you're at the video store and it says Anthony Daniels on the front of it, and you're a big enough nerd to know who that is. You know, which are the kind of people who rent horror comedies. Um, but uh, but I fully expected it to be like a kind of like, you know, especially like fourth billing, you know, like he's going to come in and have a couple of lines and we're all going to clap ourselves on the back and he'll say, may the force be with you or something. Um, but it was an actual, you know, he was an actual character, like a pretty pivotal character with a number of scenes. And he gave it his whole ass. He was not just coming in to like, you know, cash the check. 
which I think, you know, maybe that's part of like the British acting tradition. Cause you get that a lot. Like you, <laughs> you get these actors who are like, they're clearly like, they will do anything for the paycheck, but they'll at least like show up and, and give a performance even given like how terrible. Well, I think, well, yeah, I think, I think British performers, uh, really uh picture it as like a job in which right. you put forth your best effort yeah you, dem- you uh, demonstrate regardless of the quality of the project right you're a professional you demonstrate your craft um but yeah i was really he was like us with this podcast <laughs> precisely but no he was he was really good it was a really funny character he really sold all of the silliness of it and, and that's the thing i think that's very important is that when you're playing something as silly as the motorcycle priest who exercises demons out of motorcycles you have to play it as straight as you possibly can for it to be as goofy as it's going to be, right? If you shade that any bit, if you wink at all, you, you ruin it. You ruin the effect. You ruin the joke of it. Um, so I, he did a really excellent job. And honestly, like, I feel kind of bad that Anthony Daniels hadn't, has not had more of a varied film career. And like I know he has he has a lot of TV credits. We we mentioned that like this all came up because we were shocked that he had so few film credits, but he has had a lot of TV credits. He has done a lot of stuff. Not a lot of it is all that highly regarded. I think aside from Prime Suspect, all the rest of it is either like I definitely have to rewatch some Prime Suspect after this. It fucking rules. It's so it good, dude. Um Helen Mirren at the top of her game. Well, she's always at the top of her game. She's amazing. Um but yeah, like I, I came away from this thinking here, here's like, the main takeaway from I bought a vampire motorcycle is one of everyone deserved better. Anthony Daniels deserved a better film career. I bought a vampire motorcycle deserves a much better IMDb score and deserves to be remembered fondly amongst the classics of horror comedy like uh, Herbert West reanimator and evil dead. It's up there with those movies. Um, and three, the vampire motorcycle should be a household name universal monster. There should be a dark universe reboot of I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. And that that is my verdict. I, I'm I'm back at looking at the uh the Chinese guy's uh, Wikipedia page. Apparently his father was a textile tycoon descended from a Tang Dynasty general. Hell yeah. And they lost all of their fortune in the communist revolution well so we had to yeah not a lot of not a lot of textile magnates uh made it through that uh yeah so yeah i think we definitely have to do this fu manchu movie because it also stars your favorite helen mirren hey i'm on i'm on board <laughs> let's let's watch the the fu manchu movie. but but to, but to but to bring this back to i bought a vampire motorcycle i want to stress that like this movie is incredibly well shot in that it looks like a bona fide horror movie that you could have just like uh, come across on late night TV, and I think that's like probably the best way it it could be watched, which is like you just uh, turn on a, a TV channel randomly and you're like uh, twenty minutes into the movie and you're like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, what? There's a vampire motorcycle. What the hell? <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of situation anymore. What well, with the the uh, degradation of like, I mean, cord cutting and everything, and and uh, and everything moving on to streaming. Yeah, but uh, yeah. 
But this is a class. This is a perfect like midnight movie. It, exactly. That's exactly what it is. This is the this is the kind of movie to put on when you've you've gone out with your buddies and you go back to you know you you, you go back to your house and and spark a bowl and put on and, and tell them like oh dude you got to see this movie and you put on I bought a vampire motorcycle. I mean that's the perfect uh, venue ven, venue for watching it and 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 absent that. I would say watching it with a uh, with a bosom chum, like Ronnie Gardaki and myself, as we watched it together, either remotely via phone call or uh, you know all together, um, is definitely a movie you want to watch with other people, because a lot of the fun came from the kind of disbelief we shared with one another. <laughs> but uh, it it was a hoot. I thought it was a really fun time. Uh, there's there's parts that drag. Like I said, uh, you know, it, it runs for an hour forty five. That could be an hour thirty easily, and I think it would benefit from that. But all in all, there's just so much energy and verve and care about the craft that went into this that uh, it's just I, it charmed me. I uh, I thought it was a I thought it was a hoot. Here's something that'll blow your mind. This film is set in Birmingham, England. Yeah, that's right. Shot on location in Birmingham, England. The 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 decaying industrial city, which is funny that uh the Birmingham in Alabama was named after Birmingham because it was an up-and-coming industrial city and it now shares its fate as a kind of a tumble-down former industrial powerhouse. <laughs> yeah, real Thrawn heads will know that uh Daniel's hometown of Stinkton is actually uh its real name is Birmingham. That's right, but in the in the world of the show, uh, we accept Ronnie's appellation of Stinkton. I don't know if accept is the right word. We uh, endure Ronnie's appellation of Stinkton. But... I mean, eventually you're going to get a Stinkton flag in the mail. <laughs> That's... I, and I look forward to that day. But thank you everyone so much for joining us on uh, our... Just, we had to gush... We had to gush about this movie, which we fully expected to not like at all, and instead became an instant classic, which will be a, a touchstone of our friendship uh, from here on in. We'll be able to say when we're when we're in the old folks' home, I'll be able to look over at Ronnie. We have side by side beds, and I'll say, "Hey, Ronnie, remember that time we watched I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle?" And Ronnie will chuckle to himself quietly and then expire. I will say that uh, movie rankings for this podcast. Number one is still Marcel the Shell with shoes yes. on. Number two with a bullet, I bought a vampire motorcycle. And stinking it up at number three is Fanboys. <laughs> the lowest rank possible, number three, is Fanboys. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't... We should probably figure out where the Star Wars movies fit in in those rankings, but that's, that's, a, that's a project for another day. Uh, but for now, we'll, uh, we'll sign off. Uh, thank you all for, uh, for joining us in uh, the celebration of uh, late 80s, early 90s British horror comedy. And uh, we will see you uh, for the season premiere of uh, season three of Thronderdome, where we will begin covering the conclusion, the exciting conclusion of the Thrawn trilogy, The Last Command. Until then. Yeah, yeah, guess what? We're talking The Last Command next time you listen to this podcast. That's exactly right. We're, we're We're seeing this through. We are seeing this through. Um, but uh, and until then, uh, remember to uh, keep some garlic handy and uh, please put your motorcycle out under the sunlight in case it's a vampire motorcycle. Uh, and uh, good night, all. Good night. <laughs>